Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and PT pearls to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. Going into this next interview with the ever amazing Lori Christine King. This woman is so knowledgeable, you guys, from nutrition to fitness. She knows her stuff and deeper into nutrition. She talks into hormone health. She talks into really the testing that we should be doing, understanding our body, what matters, what doesn't matter. And I know that you're going to learn and absorb so much from her. Before we go into this interview, though, I do need to say that it is the last week to get the 50% discount on the year of the Optimal Body. Now, remember, the Optimal Body membership is where you're going to get your mobility flows, the core workouts, strength workouts, muscle activations, mindset, tools. There's so much in the membership and an incredible community who's continuing to learn and observe their body. There's a calendar that you can follow. You can also ask me questions. Every week I join the Facebook group so that I can answer questions and just go on live and see how everyone's doing. So really, this is the community. This is the group to get in to continue to learn your body so that you can take on other workout programs. I don't want this to be the one-all be-all. I want this to be your place that you really start to learn and understand your body through different types of movement. All right. Now, a little bit about Lori. She has been a nutrition and fitness coach for 13 years, over 13 years. She has her bachelor's of science in food, nutrition, and dietetics. She really is an amazing content creator, apparel designer, ebook author. She's the founder of Paragon Training uh, Methods, which is an evidence-based workout for those who want to build muscle, enhance their physique, and look and feel real good in only 30 to 60 minutes. She's really incredible. And she was actually voted Austin's number one personal trainer and nutritionist. So I know that you're going to enjoy it and learn so much and just feel empowered by listening to Lori. So excited to dive in with her. Lori, so excited to have you here. Like, <laughs> I remember chatting with you. I was just watching the YouTube video, actually, from when we did our Instagram live four years ago. Uh, I think it was more like three. Was it? Yeah, because you guys have been together two years. Yeah. So, yeah, so it'd be like two and a half, three years ago, maybe. It, it was like, like longer. It was right when I was starting my platform, to be honest. Like, you were <laughs> you were early in on LCK Nation and like yes. me writing content. But you've had incredible information. And I just want, like, what is your, your goal for putting out the information that you do? So kind of my backstory was in high school, I was diagnosed as hypothyroid. So if you don't know, your thyroid is a gland in your neck that basically controls everything you do, how you feel. Um, so if your thyroid's not functioning well, you know, you're not going to be, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be super tired. You might be struggling with your weight. Um, you're not going to be sleeping well, you know, all this stuff. And so long story short, I was diagnosed hypothyroid at 17 years old. And so it was like, I had been an athlete my whole life, you know, as a competitive gymnast, super active in tons and tons of sports. I had never struggled with my weight. And so all of a sudden, in, you know, mid high school, I was sleeping upwards of 12 hours a day, 15 hours a day, like missing class because I was just suddenly not functioning. And so got diagnosed hypothyroid um, at 17 years old, started taking meds. And long story short, I wasn't feeling better. And so it just kind of spiraled into this thing where it was like, okay, you know, if doctors aren't helping me, like, how can I help myself? How can I be the CEO of my own health and kind of take it into my own hands? And so I ended up 
um, pursuing a degree in nutrition dietetics. And so, you know, fast forward to present day, I run um, basically an online presence and I put out educational content because my goal is just, you know, like I learned so many things the hard way, whether it was about nutrition, whether it was about the way I should be exercising to achieve the goals that I wanted to achieve, you know, make my body look how I want to look, um, all of this stuff. And so it's like, there's so much bullshit. <laughs> there's so much misinformation out there. And so it's like, my goal is really just helping people not learn things the hard way. How can I like create that shortcut for them? Because again, you know, it's like, if you go out into the space, like women are repeatedly thrown the message of like, hey, you should do the keto diet. Hey, you should do intermittent fasting. Hey, you should do this thing. It's like, ironically, like doing keto as a female is one of the worst things you can do for your <laughs> menstrual health, your hormone health, your thyroid health, you know, all that stuff. Um, intermittent fasting, same thing. It's like we have so many diets out there that we do studies and research on men and then we try to apply it to mm. women and we assume the same outcome. But it's like, well, women have menstrual cycles and things aren't the same. Like we are, we are not just smaller, more compact little men. Like things just don't work the same way. And so- you know, it's like with nutrition, we see that all the time where we take those philosophies and we're trying to apply them and it's just not the same. Or, you know, how many people do you know where it's like, okay, my husband and I are dieting and he cuts his calories and he oh, yeah. loses 20 pounds. And then reversely, like the, you know, the female in the relationship is over there throwing up their hands and they're like, what? Like, what's wrong with me? Why isn't this working? And it, there's just more things at play, right? And so same thing with exercise. It's like, we just have so many things out there that's like we go through so much education you know like a lot of people go on to get bachelor's degrees or their master's and yet you have people that nobody ever taught them hey like this is how you eat healthy and this is you know the things that you need to do to support your body and reversely you know it's like same thing you know it's like are we exercising in ways that we enjoy but like again ultimately what's your goal what are you trying to get out of it and are you working out in a way that creates that outcome right so it's like the number of people where you know it'll be like yeah okay um my goal is that i just want to be athletic and muscular looking but i want to be super lean but i it, you know it's just like <laughs> whoa <most> <laughs> like whoa we've yeah. got a lot going on you know so it's like when you look at it right it's like people are going to magazines and grocery stores for advice on nutrition and their fitness um people are going on pinterest and then obviously you know it's like i i also jab at myself because again it's like i put out educational content but it's like people are going to social media they're going to influencers they're going to these youtube personalities and you know videos for their advice and it's like why aren't we learning this in school? Like, where, where was that lesson? You know, kind of like we joke about all the time. It's like nobody ever teaches you about taxes. Like, that's one mm -hmm. of the most important things you could possibly learn about is like how to pay taxes and, you know, all this stuff. But it's like, same thing. Like, we never have that discussion. Like, hey, this is how you take care of your body. Like, as a female, like, hey, these are the things you should be doing nutritionally and lifestyle-wise to optimize, you know, your health and hormones. Or like, we see a lot of times with like once females and women hit you know 30 to 40 years old and they're trying to start having children it's like people are struggling with infertility issues yeah. and they don't know why and they're going on hormone replacement therapy when it's like well hey like have you tried this thing called like eating enough calories because 1200 calories isn't enough mm. for Amen. you know <laughs> anything right like that's not even enough for like a child um <laughs> let alone you know somebody that's trying to have offspring and babies and stuff like that so it's just like it's kind of, you know, being that middleman for people where it's like, hey, you know, like, 
here's what I wish that, you know, you would have learned in school. Or, you know, it's like for me, um, I got my degree in nutrition dietetics and I actually decided to not become a registered dietitian because all the information that was still being pushed in school, if I decided to pursue that master's degree, it was like we were still learning like, hey, here's the food pyramid. Hey, like diet wise, like you should do like high carb, low fat, low protein. It was like everything was so outdated. And so at the time, you know, it was like, I just remember going back to my parents and I was like, okay, like I got into this because I wanted to help people. And like I wanted people and, you know, people that were in my position, I wanted to help them never be in my position or mm-hmm. get out of it. Um, and so it's like, I decided actually, like I, I went left field, like I actually got into CrossFit and I actually did, you know, a lot of group coaching and fitness classes and stuff like that. And then it was like, I kind of made my way back to the nutrition side of things. But it was only because I realized, you know, it's like, when you're coaching a class, that's 60 minutes of somebody's day. And like, you can do a lot of awesome things in an hour. But what if we start going after the other 23 hours of somebody's day? Like, how do we start going after that? And so that was where it was like, okay, like, that's how we, <laughs> like, that's how we come with cannonballs, yeah. you know, that's how we turn things around. But it's like, even when I would coach people, you know, it's like, nobody hires a nutrition coach when they feel good. Like, they tried dieting, and it yeah. didn't work. So now they're like, okay, I'll pay hundreds of dollars to do this thing. And, mm. you know, coach and whatever but it's like my premise was always like hey like I know you don't feel good right now and so in the next couple of months you know I'm going to uh, I promise you are going to feel like a million bucks we're gonna get it rolling in the direction that you know where you need to be but it's like there's so much messaging out there to women where it's like you should be tiny you should be lean you should cut your calories you shouldn't eat too much 1200 calories um and it's like my entire platform and message is like helping women step into their power and like our, our my apparel and this you know this the branding and themes that we put out is strong and well-fed women um so just helping women be okay with taking up space getting in the gym you know being in being in the free weight section when you're surrounded by a bunch of you know grunting and moaning yeah. men yeah, <laughs> exactly. gym, right? um, but it's like helping women you know, step into that power of just like hey like strong looks good on everybody and mm. everybody so like let's like let's figure this out and you're just helping women show up in that way and so it's been so cool because it's like you know people might come to my page for one thing and then they get catfished into this whole lifestyle of just you know like you can't you can't be lifting heavy in the gym and not suddenly become very confident and you know fall in love with your body and stuff like that and so it's just been such a rewarding couple of years and like if you told me that like a couple years ago when I just started writing like educational content like originally what I was doing was like uh, you know I was having the same conversations with clients over and over and over again where it'd be like hey well like you're sleeping five hours a night like can we can we, yeah. can we up right. that to like seven or eight or oh you know same thing and be like oh man like you're not eating enough protein um that's one of the most important like tasks you could possibly do you'll be doing okay like here's ways you could do it and so i just kept writing content that i would eventually give to clients and then it was like oh well like why don't i actually publish this to a website and same thing just make it a little more accessible but it's like over time it's like Oh, wow. Like I've, I've literally changed thousands and thousands of people around the world and helped to get them just into this function of better understanding the ways to eat and be healthy and, you know, make, you know, make a whole lifestyle out of just, you know, the way that you live life. Yeah. So freaking beautiful. I love the way that you also say, like, take up space. And I think, one, we're traditionally not taught to be able to do that. 
it's like be good, be quiet, be nice, be you know, all these things that you get kind of put in a box in and taking up physical space as well and having that be okay. I think that is such a cool thing. Well, like, good luck. It, like, if you're at the gym with me, like, I am, <laughs> I'm a force. Like, I'm known at Gold's <laughs> Gym, right? Where it's like, if you're in the squat rack and, like, I roll into the gym, because I always go at, like, the same time of day, but it's like, magically, the squat rack becomes open, <laughs> right? Or it's like, uh, specifically one Gold's Gym location that I work out at, um, I can hip thrust 425. So that would require four blue plates, you know, on, on each side, plus some additional plates. And so long story short, at the Gold's Gym I would go to, I would have to steal all the blue plates from you know from yeah. the back room so it's like you know it, over time it'd be like oh man it's hip thrust day like i'd have to go up to you know t- two or three different people and be like hey it's so like how many sets you have left because i'm i'm gonna need those plates yeah. right so it's like whenever people like have are nervous about going to the gym it's always like dude channel your inner lck like i i just don't give a fuck like i'm there i got stuff to do <laughs> like i'm here to be a bad bitch hello yeah. checking in like right? let's go and so um it, it is you know it's like for so many women like i wish that i would have found strength and conditioning sooner because mm-hmm. it's like my entire teenage years, my early 20s, I, I would even venture to say my late 20s, like I'm, I'm 31 now, but it's like my entire existence revolved around shrinking my body and how do I eat less food? And, you know, it's like that was all I knew because, again, like that was all magazines told me. Magazines said, hey, like just eat less food. Hey, just exercise more. And so it's like at the brink of it, you know, here I was in college. um, I was 93 pounds at five foot three. (laughs) Like now, present day, you know, it's like even when I was um, competitive CrossFit, but it was like I there were upwards of like for me to be competitive at such a short height. I actually had to get up to 138 pounds. So it was like, holy shit, like we gained almost 50 pounds like to to create that Mm -hmm. outcome. Right. Um, And so it's like I always tell people it's like, lifting weights and finding the gym and strengthening conditioning saved me. And I think that for so many people, it's like, that is a very strong entry point. Because again, it's like, my focus for me shifted from obsessing over my body and obsessing over how I looked and obsessing over food to, oh, I can celebrate what my body is doing. And oh my God, like I'm going to obsess over like, how can I lift more weights? Like, oh my gosh, I squatted, you know, 135. How can I squat 155? And how can I squat? You know, so it's like getting obsessed with those outcomes. And and I'll be transparent to you. It's like I shifted to the extreme of that too. Like I've always been like an extremist with things. And it's like, I think finally in my 30s, it's like, okay, we can kind of find like the, the happy middle. But it's like, that also became something too much too, where it was like, Oh, so I'll just, you know, do CrossFit seven days a week for hours and hours on end. <laughs> so it's like the the beautiful part of all that, though, right, is like I've lived so many different lives mm-hmm. and I can meet people where they're at because I, I've been there. So I've been the person that spent too much time in the gym. I've also been the person that wasn't eating enough food. I've also been, you know, it's present day. It's like I truly have the best relationship and the best. I, I don't like the word balance. Um, I, I much prefer the word harmony, but it's like I don't have any disordered habits around mm-hmm. food anymore. Even I was thinking about it the other day where it was like I wanted to make a post because it was like I had just gotten back from the grocery store. And it's like I have, you know, all these foods that are great, you know, tons of vegetables and high quality meats and this and that but it was like 
I used to be the personality type that I couldn't keep stuff like chocolate or I couldn't keep ice cream or desserts or any sort of like treat or sweet. Like it just wasn't an option. Like if it was in the house, I was going to eat it. And then I'd be spiraling about, oh, I need to go to the gym and burn that off. Or, oh, I was bad today or, you know, whatever you want to, whatever narrative you want to put around that. And it was like, I'm looking at my cart and I'm like, oh, I've got chocolate. I've got plantain chips. Like I've got all these like, you know, just foods, right? Like they didn't have a narrative behind them of like, oh, this is clean or not clean or, oh, this is a good food and this is a bad food it was just food and and same thing you know it's like maybe that chocolate bar is there for two months maybe I eat it that day you know like there's not any negative connotation but same thing you know it's like when I used to travel I would spiral so fucking hard and it would be like oh like I have to stay on plan like oh I I was uh, you know my flight got delayed so I didn't get to go to the gym today so I'd wake up you know at five in the morning to go exercise before I was doing whatever I had to do and it's just like so much dysfunction around so many things and it's Mm. like I think especially um, when we belong to certain gyms or we belong to certain communities it's like that's some of those habits are actually encouraged or I think a lot of what you see in kind of like the functional fitness space is kind of like the suffering is good Mm -hmm. and you know you didn't do you didn't work hard enough if you're not rolling around on the floor you know covered in sweat and dripping and rolling around or like uh it sounds so dumb when you say it out loud but it's like when you leave the gym like if you didn't feel dead afterwards like you you didn't work hard enough and like now it's like i work out four times a week for 60 minutes bodybuild like some days i don't even sweat (laughs) like i work out with my hair down it's no big Mm deal um but it's like, man, I wish that somebody earlier had told me like, hey, you don't have to kill yourself in the gym to like look and feel good. Like I thought that I had to do the most. Right. And so uh, we run a big platform called Paragon Training Methods. And ironically, like that was what happened was after years and years of high intensity exercise and chronic under eating and just chronic under recovery and like ignoring, ignoring the messages that my body was so clearly screaming to me at the time where it was like, oh, hey, like, it's not normal to wake up multiple times in the middle of the night or, like, it's not normal to wake up in, in the morning, like, covered and drenched in sweat. Um, it's not normal, you know, to walk around all the time and, and be, like, a zombie and have no, like, mental clarity. Um, it's not normal to have, you know, drastic mood swings or to be so excessively sore that you, like, can't walk up the stairs, right? Like, there were so many things that I was ignoring, but, again, it was just, like, in this culture of like hey more is better and you know mm. leave yourself on the floor and it's like oh my gosh like there's so many things that now you know it's like again if i could go back and talk to my younger self like the things that i would tell them that's what i'm doing on social media right yeah. like for so many years i wasn't paying attention to my menstrual cycle i wasn't paying attention to my digestion you know it was just go 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 and i was so hyper focused on this thing and like ironically I'm doing so much less, I'm eating so much more food, and I have the best, like, physical appearance, and, I like, the lab markers match how I look, which is, you know, it's like, I look strong, I look athletic, but it's like, I feel really, really good, I look really, really good, and I'm doing the, you know, doing the least, rather than trying to do the most, and being frustrated with why, you know, I, I didn't look a certain way, or I wasn't getting a certain outcome, but it was just like, again, there was never the education around, like, 
hey, if you want to look really good, like just go bodybuild. Like, no, like nobody shows up at Mr. Olympia stage or nobody shows up to, you know, to a physique or some sort of, you know, bodybuilding stage. Like they're not crossfitting their way there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're, they're not Olympic lifting their way there. Like, well, they're doing bicep curls and they're, they're squatting and deadlifting, bench pressing and you know, stuff like that. That's like, there was never that conversation. There was just the hey, just do more, (laughs) you know, just kill yourself in the gym. Hey, just just eat less food. Like, oh, okay. So over time, we weren't eating food. We were training way too much. And then we were surprised when all of that just, you know, years and years compound over time. Shit show. Yeah, exactly. And I I love where a lot of the messaging you're talking about is coming from already because I think the best educators, the best companies, the best humans put out things and put out information that was personal to them. It, ha- I think it has to it, be. It, you know, it's it like needs people, to. People ask me all the time where it's like, oh, like, I wish you would write content, you know, for, for pregnancy and postpartum. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, A, like, I don't have the scope for that. <laughs> yeah. But like, even, you know, I don't have the credentials. I'm sorry. But it's like, if I've never been through pregnancy, how can I really, like, Same. yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could go listen to podcasts and try to get woke on the internet, but like, that doesn't make you a credible source, right? You know, it's like... Lots of people make <laughs> lots of money that way, though. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it works for a lot of people. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's like the best coaches are the people... Your best coaches are probably the most up people or the people, mm-hmm. because again, they've been there and they're continuing to try to themselves (laughs) and they haven't and they admit that they're not there yet yes (laughs) no and always learning always yeah 100 so it's like i had just recently shared um i get thyroid labs done every probably about every other month so every two months or so and so it was like here i am 14 years later of taking meds i've been on this journey right to get woke to learn about you know how to just care for my body but it's like it really wasn't until I was 27, 28 years old that I really started to step into that role to take care of myself. It was like, I was here selfishly to like learn and figure it out, but it's like, I wasn't willing to do the work to start making those changes. And so it was like, uh, you know, like 28, 29 and even 30, it's like, it was a shit show. It was like, I found out that you know, it's like I was taking hormonal birth control that entire time. Mm. Well, it turns out I didn't learn until, you know, 27, 28. Oh, hey, like hormonal birth control can inhibit thyroid function. Great. Where was that message from my doctor that was Never. prescribing both of them? Right. And, you know, it just so happened. Like, I I think, to be honest, I had stumbled across like a social media post that would like kind of brought that up. And then I went down the rabbit hole to, you know, to learn and stuff like that. But it was like, you know, so I got off hormonal birth control and started that adventure of just like, oh, wow, I'm 28 years old and I know nothing about menstrual cycles. I didn't realize they were important. <laughs> I was this many days old when I learned like it's literally the best feedback that you can possibly have about your body because it shows up every month and it tells you exactly what you need to know, right? It's like if you're suffering with all these symptoms, you know, if you're having super heavy periods, if you're having super uncomfortable periods, like if you're having super short periods, if you're dealing with tons of PMS, if you're dealing with acne and mood swing, it's like none of that is normal. But <laughs> here we live in a society is that says oh like that that seven days should be the the worst you know it's it's almost like a meme like people make fun of it oh she's on the rag oh you know all this stuff and it's like your, your menstrual cycle should be pretty symptomless and so it's like when i started going down that rabbit hole like that was really the trigger that you know kind of propelled everything forward but it's like things have to get worse before they can get better so it's like here i was at 28 
I got off birth control. So I was dealing, you know, just dealing with all these things afterwards in terms of symptoms. I was, I had always struggled with gut problems. And so it like, I had to backtrack in my journey, but it was like, when I was a teenager, I always struggled super bad with acne. And so I was going to the dermatologist. I was taking all the, like I was on antibiotics probably from the time I was 16 up until I'd say wow. like, like through college easily until I was like, oh, not on mom and dad's insurance anymore. Can't afford this. Well, <laughs> guess I'll just have pimples like it's cool. Um, but it's like, man, all the years of being on antibiotics, like my gut was for sure messed up because it was like when I started doing actual like gut testing. So like what you would do, it's called a GI map. It's the most unsexy like test you could possibly think of you poop in a cup and you send it off and then you know they analyze it but they tell you like hey you know you have parasites i did not have things living in me thankfully um but you know they check for different things like candida which is, can be a yeast overgrowth you know they're looking at they can start to look at you know what are the balances in your gut floor and stuff like that and so same thing it was like i think when you looked at the list it was almost comical because it was like nine bad opportunistic bacteria and it was like hi 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 um so i think you know just between that ironically it was like i was also a person that i would do a lot of fermented foods and i was always taking probiotics and i was doing all the things that social media says to do for gut health right and so uh, you know again just between years of antibiotics years of doing the most (laughs) on all that stuff it was like things were just a disaster but ironically like my digestion was good like i I didn't have any physical symptoms um but then you know so it was like i was treating all this stuff i was doing tons of like antifungals and all the like it was like three hundred dollars worth of supplements for like three months while working with my functional doctor right like unsexy level five thousand but same thing you know it's like even i think at 29 years old i was doing everything i possibly could (laughs) so it was like hey i'm five three i'm eating a minimum of like 2500 calories i'm bodybuilding i'm not doing any high intensity exercise i supplement all the basics like i'm taking all the good stuff i sleep eight hours at night like i get enough fiber i drink enough water like there was nothing else that i could do and so my doctors are looking at me and you know, we pull more lab work and it was like cool you basically look like a like postmenopausal woman <laughs> like wow. it was like you looked at labs and it was like estrogen not zero but like basically <laughs> no. we'll, we'll round it up right yeah. um, but it's like zero estrogen zero progesterone zero testosterone like my thyroid levels still like i was struggling to regulate them and so it was at that point that my doctors were like hey dude like we're out of options so i mean like you still feel terrible so you can keep feeling terrible and keep doing the most or you could try going on hormone replacement therapy for a little, see if, you know, see if we can just get you feeling better at this yeah. point. Um, and so I like kind of fought it for a couple months because I was like, no, like we can, we can do this. Cause I also went through a phase where it was like natural is better. And, you know, I don't want to be taking prescriptions and then, you know, came to Jesus and it was like, hey, dude, like everybody deserves to feel good. And if you have to take medication or if you have to do, you know, if you have to do hormone replacement therapy, that's just what it is. And so um, it had such an interesting bell curve and kind of like a learning curve with it. But it was such a good again, like to get back to like the best coaches or the people have been through the shit. Right. So it's like if you were signing up for coaching with me and it was like, 
Oh, okay. You have thyroid issues. Well, that, me too. Like I can help with that. Oh, you're coming from doing the most and doing too much CrossFit and high intensity. Ex- cool. Been there too. Oh, you were a competitive athlete with. Cro- okay, cool. Me too. Um. Oh, right. You don't have any hormones because you did the most. Between- okay, cool. I can help you. T- you know, so it was like everything that people came to me for coaching it was like well let's just add hormone replacement therapy to the list like we're here too now um but so with hormone replacement therapy it was so interesting because it was like things did get better and i mm-hmm. actually did start feeling better and then things actually reversed so it wow. was and, and what was happening and we later figured it out um long story short it was like i had symptomless menstrual cycles like everything was good and then it was like I was starting to have really, really painful cramps every single month. I was starting to have really bad mood swings. And so like, basically why I went on hormone replacement therapy in the first place was like the first two weeks of my cycle was good. And then it was like literally the last two weeks during my luteal phase, like I wanted to kill myself. And like I say that with love because it's not like, oh, I was going to do it. But it was like, like literally the farthest down, like, like keep going, like depression. We are like depression level 5000. It was like oh, I can't show up for work. Like, I can't do the things I need to do. Like, so that was when I was like, okay, hormone replacement therapy. Like, let's, let's fucking go. Let's do it. Um, but towards, you know, so it was like after I did it for a couple of months, what was happening was my body was actually responding. So my body actually started producing hormones. So I was over responding mm-hmm. because now we had too much of everything. And so um, by chance, you know, it's like my doctor's cool. Like <laughs> we'd been working together for a year and a half. So we're now on like a text basis. <laughs> but it was like, hey, so like this is far fetched. But like, do you think I should just try coming off hormone replacement therapy now that everything's super high? And so like, to be honest, like I've never felt better ever since I came off it. And so it's just one of those, you know, it's like I if I could go back in time, I don't know that I would have done it <laughs> because, again, it was like, I like I just went through phases where it was like my acne was so bad my skin was so oily because with the testosterone it's like you're probably gonna see weight and you're you're gonna see weight changes you're gonna be holding on to a lot of water you're gonna be dealing with oily skin and acne and all this stuff so it was like everything would like get bad and then it would get better and then it would come in waves um but it was just it was a lot so it's like it was it was the right solution at the time. Like I'm glad I did it, but I don't know that I would do it again you know, given the choice. Um, but you know, it's like the past year is really where I finally saw all that hard work come together because it was like, oh wow, like cool, we're finally at a place where we can just eat food. Like I'm super comfortable with my body. I feel really, really good. But like it took a really long time to get there, you know? And so it's it's just been so good to put that message out to people because I think that, you know, again, it's like people want quick solutions. People yeah. think that things are going to happen overnight. And it's like, hey, this has been a 14, <laughs> 13 or 14 year journey, wow. like since I was 17 years old. Right. But it's like it wasn't until I really started doubling down these past couple of years that things started to fall into place. And you know, so I think like even I'm I'm sure there's parallels with you, Jen, where it's like people have been dealing with pain for a while and they want to start a program to get out of pain. But are you willing to do the work day in and day out, even when it feels like you're not making progress? Are you yep. still going to show up the same way? Um, and I think like that's just such an important journey. It's something that I love, you know, teaching clients and I love teaching our Paragon members and stuff like that is, you know, it's like you need to evaluate your life because if, you know, are you are you doing the habits and are you doing the things that you're doing with an expectation? Because if you are right, like if you're going to the gym 
only to lose weight or if you're only eating a certain way to lose weight or if you're only doing these things with a specific outcome in mind, like action with expectation is the worst killer ever, ever, ever. Because again, you know, it's like, well, anybody else, like, thank God I'm stubborn, right? Because anybody else would have bailed on this journey of mine forever ago and would have been like, okay, maybe I'm just going to be like this forever. Maybe yep. I, uh, you know, maybe I just am going to feel like shit and this is just me now, right? And Which it's is like, like majority of people who move through the world. It's just like, this is the reality that I have to accept. It's so crazy. And where would you say that people, because you brought up all these symptoms yeah, before, 100. right? Like not sleeping, getting up, like even just started wearing this whoop watch, but even <laughs> just saw last night, like eight disturbances at night. I had 11. I'm Ooh. like, what the? Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, so this right? not working well. This thing's going to so, start telling me how awful I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the reality is going to set in. But I, but I think we we do live like this so much. And so many people deal with these symptoms or rough periods or uh, fatigue all throughout the day, you know, whatever it may be. Where do you say someone should start? So I think the biggest thing to understand, right, is like if you read books about hormone health or you read books about thyroid stuff, you know, it's like a lot of the solutions or a lot of the things that people, um, specifically coaches or doctors or anything, it's like pushing all these supplements and protocols mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all this stuff. And it's like people miss the big marker that that's like step number seven, right? It's like, if you're looking at your thyroid health, if you're looking at your hormone health, if you're looking at your overall well-being, that's a big reflection of your nutritional choices day in and day out. It's a big reflection of your exercise habits, your lifestyle, the things you come in contact with. Um, and I'll briefly expand on that one just because it's, you know, it's short and simple, but it's like, for example, like beauty products are a big source of hormone disrupting chemicals. So it's like, are you using drugstore body lotions or are you using drugstore face lotions and uh, you know, cleansers and all this stuff or are you using you know safer products that um are just a little bit cleaner and stuff like that and so it's like people don't understand that you know the basics <laughs> are are a big play into your hormone health into your your menstrual cycles you know i hear that all the time where um, sometimes people on the internet get very distressed and they're like oh well you don't have the credentials to be talking about this and it's like but if somebody is not eating enough food, that is going to impact their hormones. Like if you're chronically under eating, your thyroid levels are going to be low. That's your thyroid doing its job and protecting you. Like that's what it's supposed to do. Very similar, you know, it's like if you're not eating enough food, well, you're, like your need to reproduce isn't essential. Like your body is going to do what needs to help you survive. So yeah, like if you're chronically under eating, if you're, you know, as a female, if you're not eating um, more than say 2,200 calories, 2,000 calories is like, if you're, if you're consistently living at 1,500 calories, well, yeah, like no shocker, you probably don't have a menstrual cycle because that's not enough food to support you, let alone, you know, support an additional being in your life, right? Like your body's really smart, like your body knows better than you. And so that's the biggest thing you have to realize, right? It's like, if you're somebody that you don't have a menstrual cycle, that's your body trying to tell you, hey, something's not right. And again, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's which factor is it? It's you know, it's like you might be eating enough food, but are you crushing yourself in spin class seven days a week? Are you on your Peloton bike? You know, it's like and, and I want to put the disclaimer because people that subscribe to these methodologies, you know, it's like you're passionate about it. Like, cool. If you if you love Peloton, good. I'm happy for you. But 
you have to know, you know, how to appropriately use that exercise modality, right? And doing two Peloton classes a day, five days a week, maybe that's not it. You know, it's like you have to figure out what's right for you and your body. But, you know, it's like the way you're exercising, if, if you're chronically stressing out your body, well, cool. Like you're going to see that in your adrenal health. You're going to see that in your gut health. You're going to see that in your thyroid and menstrual health, right? So it's getting people to be aware that all these factors that are so basic, right? It's like we want to talk about, like if I ever wanted to make like a super clickbaity like social media post, it would be like, you know, ways to improve your hormone health. And it wouldn't be sexy supplements. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be these things, right? Like it would be like top five. Okay, eat at caloric maintenance, which is typically well beyond like 2,000 to 2,200 plus calories, if not well more for most active females. So like, are you eating enough food? Cool. Next one would probably be like, well, are you sleeping at night? Like sleep is one of the most potent, most under, <laughs> you know, underrated things. And disclaimer, like I suck at it too. Congrats. I run two businesses. Like I'm a bad bitch and I'm bad at going to bed. Like I know, <laughs> I know, like, but you know, don't at me. I know yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah. But, but you know, again, like that's another big thing is yeah. like, if you suck at sleep, well, cool. Like you're probably going to see it in your hormones. Um, same thing with exercise. It's like, you should really be taking two to three rest days a you know, during the week, like you don't need if if you're coming to me and you're training six days a week, like I'm concerned because like I hear you, you love exercise, but like, do you need to go to like what what do you actually love or what are we actually chasing there? Because if we're chasing sweat and we're chasing endorphins and we're chasing that feeling of rolling around on the floor, well, cool. You're probably also the person that compounded over time. Yeah, we're we're probably going to see some hormone imbalances. We're probably going to see some cortisol problems. Um, or same thing, you know, it's like there's a lot of people and like disclaimer again, this was me too. It was like I loved CrossFit and I loved bearing myself in workouts and it's because mm-hmm. I needed to address trauma in my mm-hmm. life. Like I needed to go work it out with the therapist and instead, you know, it was like how can I bury myself in workouts and how can I suffer and how can I make myself hurt, right? It's like when I started addressing my trauma and I started going to therapy, I didn't want to do workouts like that anymore. Like I, I wanted to feel good when I worked out, right? Um, but again, you know, it's like if if you're exercising too much or if we're exercising too often, you know, what does that look like? What is kind of the Goldilocks and three bears for you? How do we fall in the middle? Um, but same thing, it's like things that help with hormones, eating enough fiber during the day so that our, our body can process excess estrogen and get it out of the body. You know, again, it's like if you're not pooping on the daily and you're not having regular bowel movements, like we're going to lead to hormone problems. Are you drinking enough water, right? So like, again, none of this is like, like people on Instagram want to sell you all the sexy secrets. And it's like, Okay, if I was going to write a book, it'd be like, number one, bitch, drink some water. <laughs> number two, get enough fiber. Um, you know, all these things, right? And so it's it's just so interesting because, again, these are such basic habits. And if we were working with a nutrition coach, like, they're the things that we're hammering out. And so it's like, you might start working with a nutrition coach and then as a byproduct it's like oh my thyroid health improves oh my digestion improves oh you know all these things right so it's like that's i would personally say you know to dial back to your initial question where it's like where do you start it's like you have to be educated so that you know right and so it's like for every female like if you're a client of mine if you happen to be a um a member in our training programs it's like if you are a female, it is not optional to understand your body. Like I, I'm genuinely upset that at 28 years old, it's like that's when I learned about menstrual cycles. Like all I literally, it's it's embarrassing to admit, right? That was like 
all I knew was like, oh, cool, you bleed once a month. And I didn't know, you know, oh, wow, there's only a couple days during the month that you can actually get pregnant. And oh, like these symptoms aren't normal, right? So it's like, I think education is always where it starts for people because if we're educated, that empowers us to recognize when things aren't right. It empowers us to understand, you know, even if you don't know what testing to get, Mm -hmm. again, it's going, oh, wow, that's weird. Like lately, I'm more tired than normal. Oh, hey, that's weird. Like I I haven't really changed my nutrition or exercise, but it seems like I'm gaining weight. You know, my pants are a little bit tighter. Um, That's weird. Like maybe, you know, maybe something's, oh, hey, my digestion's been really slow. Um, Hey, my hair is falling out. You know, it it empowers you to go, oh, hey, well, those are actually common signs that maybe something's wrong with my thyroid. So then again, you know, it's like, cool, I'm going to go get testing. I'm going to go get it looked at. And I think the bigger thing too is just understanding that it's like, it's not in your head, right? So those yeah. symptoms aren't something you're making up. Like that's that's a real thing. So so being okay with not settling for, you know, it, it can be frustrating to go to doctors. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just put it out there. It's like, there is like, I want to say it's good doctors and bad doctors, but it's like, I am very lucky because I have good friends that are functional doctors. And so I never had to date around with doctors. Like I, I started with good ones from the start. But it's like if you're going to your general practitioner, your family doctor, and you're saying, hey, I think I have thyroid problems, like they probably don't have the tools to do testing and and accurately read those results and know what optimal ranges look like. You know, it's like the analogy I always use, right, is it's like it's like going to a pizza shop and asking for, you know, a sandwich like, yeah, maybe they can do it, but it doesn't mean they're necessarily the best one. Right. And so it's like. Again, there's just so many things where it's like we we never learn any of this. And you, it's unfortunate that, you know, you might be learning these things through podcasts and you mm-hmm. might be learning these things through books and you might be learning these things through social media, you know, via coaches like me. Um, but again, you know, it's like if if I'm coaching with somebody, it's not uncommon for me to say, hey, well, like I, I can't work with you unless you have a functional or integrative doctor, or a really badass doctor you know, in your corner, like you've got a lot of stuff going on. So like you, you need that before I'm going to invest time, you know, coaching with you. Um, but same thing, you know, it's like, again, if somebody clearly needs to be seeing a therapist or a licensed counselor, like that's another thing. So it's like, really, how do you build this team up for yourself rather than um, so many people hire a nutrition coach when it's like, no, like you actually, you're not achieving the results you're seeking because you need to go work out trauma or you need to go mm-hmm. work out things. Mm-hmm. You, you, you need to get down to the bottom of why you can't commit and you can't, you know, you can't make promises with yourself on building a spat off lifestyle that you go to the gym and you're active and you do all these things, right? Like you need to address those. And so it's helping people just be educated and be aware. It's helping people understand then what to do with that information and how to seek, you know, getting out of pain or, you know, helping them seek how to get those problems remedied. And then it's just being that support system there for them, right? It's it's being that biggest cheerleader for them. So for so many people, it's like, that's where I would start. It's like, hey, if you're re- if you're listening to this podcast right now and at any point you're like, ooh, this is me. Like, I, I, think, I think you're speaking to me. Hello, Lori, like, what's up? You know, it's like invest in books. Um, mm-hmm. The Period Repair Manual by Laura Bryden, amazing book. Uh, Dr. Jolene Brighton wrote Beyond the Pill. So even like people get nervous about her book because they're like, oh, well, I'm not taking hormonal birth control, so it's not relevant to me. Or, oh, I'm not taking the pill. It's like, 
doesn't matter because yes, the book talks about like how to, you know, like basically understanding what the pill does to your body, what hormonal birth control does to your body. And then, you know, just problem solving and navigating different things. But it talks a lot about, you know, just female and women's health and stuff like that. Um, so Beyond the Pill by Jolene Brighton is a great resource. Uh, for people that are struggling with thyroid issues, there's Hashimoto's Protocol, there's Hashimoto's mm-hmm. Thyroiditis, um, Adrenal Thyroid Revolution. Like there's so many great books out there. So it's like, just invest in books. You know, it's like $15, you know, e- even I bet like you could find things on Audible for like $1.99 a month or something, right? But it's like, if you're in that seat where you're like, man, I like, I don't think things are right. I think something's going on. It's like, start educating yourself, but then start looking into testing, right? You know, it's like, if things don't feel right, check, don't guess. Don't just start blindly changing things. Yes. You know, it's like, get actual solidified results of like, hey, you know, it seems like I'm struggling with thyroid issues. Okay, maybe I'll go get it, you know, go get checked out. And then you you can start working through things. But like, there's so much to be said for having just an amazing doctor that can guide you through all that, right? And you know, having a nutrition coach that can help you align and work alongside that doctor, like that's so, so huge. Mm-hmm. And amazing doctors do not equal smart doctors or smart doctors do not equal amazing doctors. And I think that's yeah. something that you need to distinguish be- because like, I find that the best doctors, and I think that I'm a good doctor because I motivate people who somehow along their whole journey haven't found it within themselves to do something and to start doing this exploration you're talking about and to dive into a book or two and to be like, oh my gosh, you sent me to this thing and I'm learning some things and I'm doing things on my own. Like I'm a good doctor because of the things my patients do, mm-hmm. not because of the, not because of the things I do. And they just do it because somehow you need to learn how to present it in a way that they'll be open to. And I think that's what so many people are missing. Well, and I bet in like your guys' realm of being PTs and and working with people, it's like how many people go through life and it's like they have knee pain and that knee pain is nagging and nagging and nagging. And same thing kind of like we talked about earlier, like the body is always speaking to you. And the, the, the thing is, right, are you listening? Are you picking up yeah. the phone when it's answering? So, you know, oh, you've got this knee pain. You've got this knee pain. Well, are you doing something about it? Because the mm-hmm. thing is, when you, the longer you wait, Mm-hmm. to you know to start working on that uh, again a lot of times it has to get worse before it can get better and a lot of people you know it starts to get worse and that's when they bail um but it's just helping people to understand um that you know when we start making these changes it's like you might have gotten so accustomed to feeling like shit you, yeah. like, you, you don't even know how to listen you. anymore exactly and that happens a lot you did mention before and i want people to hear this because i think it's important um, if you do have specific tests, could you like address what those may be? And um, when should especially a woman go get tested? Love that. So when we're talking about thyroid, you can test it at any time during the month. But the biggest thing is making sure that you're pulling all the markers for it. So there's typically five markers that you need to pull, which would be TSH, free T3, free T4, TPO and TGAB. So like you have to have all of those markers because two of them are for antibodies. And so sometimes you can actually detect thyroid antibodies long before we actually start seeing clinical hypothyroidism, long before we start seeing all those symptoms of, you know, hey, there might not be something right with the thyroid. Um, But typically, if you go to the doctor, like back in the 90s, it was very normal for them to say, hey, we're just going to bowl TSH. It's basically the messenger hormone in the body. 
Um, and then over time, you know, that, that practice changed where I was like, okay, you know, most doctors that then became, okay, we pull TSH and we pull free T4. And then now it's like, even still working with clients or, you know, working with our members. So it's like, yeah, so I told my doctor I wanted to get my thyroid checked and yeah, they pulled all these things. And you're like, none of these markers are, are relevant. Like, I'm sorry that you paid hundreds of dollars for these labs, but like, I wish that you would have listened when I said you need these five markers. Like, if it, like, I'm not kidding, like write them down on a piece of paper, take them with double check. Like I typically, um, back when I lived in Dallas, I was at a particular Baylor hospital and this happened where it was like, the clinician or whatever, just, I don't know if it was an error, a mistake or whatever, but it was like, they forgot some of the labs. And so same thing, it was like, they were just pulling like TSH and free T4. And so, you know, I double checked it. <laughs> I took it back to the doctor and I said, hey, like, please add these to the test. Like, please pull them, right? But that gets back to that empowerment and education thing. Like, it's not the doctor's job to pull the right things. It's your job to make mm. sure that they're doing that. Um, and so thankfully, you know, again, it's it's been an area that I've been very passionate about. I was like, oh, taking care of myself. Um, but it like that should be a thing. You know, you should be able to know, hey, if you have hypothyroidism, like you should know at a very basic level, like what that consists of. You should know what all those markers look like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so with thyroid stuff, you know, basically the biggest thing to understand is that we used to go off of reference ranges and they're very large. They're mm -hmm. very, very outdated. And so, you know, when we're looking at that, it's like we really want optimal ranges. That's where that's where a person's going to feel best. And you really want most people typically, you know, when you're going to a functional doctor, they're looking at those optimal ranges. And so as an example, you know, if I see somebody that they have a TSH and it's starting to climb into the threes, it's starting to climb into the fours, it's starting to climb into the fives, it's like, oh, okay, well, like typically functional ranges want it below a two. So like we might want to do, we might want to be looking into things, right? Or um, with free T3 specifically, if I see a client that they are below a 3.0, I'm concerned. Same thing, you know, do we need to be talking to your doctor about getting you on meds? You know, um, again, do we need to be doing gut testing, looking at different things? So with, you know, with the thyroid, th those would be basically the five markers is TSH, free T3, free T4, TPO, and TGAB. Um, and then just make sure, like, ask for those labs yeah. back from your doctor, right? Because again, it, you don't know <laughs> what your what your doctor is going off of, but that's very common. Where be like, "Yep, looks great," and then you know, so I'd ask a client for the labs, and I'd be like, "Yeah, like I'm like this looks like you should probably be on meds. So like, can you call them back? Great, thanks." <laughs> And like you said, when it comes to reference values and stuff and a doctor who might not specifically be trained in testing thyroid hormones, but they'll run the test for you anyway. And then they see like nothing in their little system is flagging it or nothing in their epic program is like, oh, it's within the reference values. They're OK. Like we're not in medieval times anymore testing for like rickets and scurvy and all the crap <laughs> that we get in deficiencies. Like, but we can now hone it into these optimal ranges and help people get that feedback on how to change the way you feel, even if you're not like showing some crazy symptoms. <laughs> so I was like starting with thyroid because the biggest thing is like, if your thyroid's unhappy, everything else is unhappy. Mm. Like we don't need yeah. to start with the other stuff because same thing, you know, well, what if we do treat the thyroid and we work with your doctor and we get all that remedied? Well, everything might just take care of itself. So we don't need to go spend more money on testing you. It's like, start there and then keep going. So if it's like, hey, all right, I pulled testing, like testing looks great. Cool, let's keep going. And so that's when you're starting to look at, um, I would basically be going one of two ways. If somebody is having a lot of digestion issues, so again, like 
you should be able to have bowel movements every single day. Um, you shouldn't be dealing with tons of gas and bloating or just like GI discomfort in general. Um, so for having any sort of suspected gut stuff, I would say go testing for that. There's a couple different tests you can do. One is the GI map that we talked about earlier where you poop in a cup and then you shoot it off. Um, the other one is typically SIBO testing. So uh, you're testing for basically two different things. It's usually it takes you about four hours. And not, disclaimer, like the gut testing stuff is expensive. So mm. you're you're talking anywhere, I think, if I'm dialing back, you know, you're going to be spending $300, $400 uh, for these tests. But same thing, the SIBO test takes about four hours. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. Like it, it takes you back to like high school, like science lessons, where you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna drink this thing, and then I'm gonna blow in this bag, and yeah. you know, timed intervals." But same thing, you know. So these are both at home tests that you do, and then you can send them off. Um, so gut testing, you know, if that's a concern, again, just understand that's like if you're consuming food and your body can't properly digest it and absorb it and assimilate it, like everything else goes wrong, right? Um, so if gut test, you know, was a concern, those would be my two would be the GI map and then looking into SIBO testing. And then reversely, if we're like, nope, we for sure have like hormone problems and, and stuff like that. Dutch is going to be the most comprehensive. And so it's basically a dried urinalysis test. So again, not the most sexy. This time you get to pee in a cup. <laughs> but same thing with the Dutch testing. It's going to just be like it is the gold standard for hormone testing. It tests multiple times a month um, and you're testing over same thing. It's like over the course of time. So like it's been a while since I've done one, but I think you test three or four times within a 24 hour period. Um, and then same thing, just ship it off and they send the results. But Dutch basically looks at all your sex hormones. It looks at the metabolites, um, but same thing. It doesn't test thyroid. So you, you still have to test thyroid separately. But with the Dutch testing, same thing. It's typically it's going to run anywhere like three hundred to four hundred dollars. But it's just going to be, um, it's going to give your doctor more information. So it's like it ends up costing like if I go to the doctor and I were to draw like blood labs for you know estrogen and progesterone and testosterone and all that stuff, it's going to end up being the same three hundred to four hundred dollars. So like if you're going to spend that money no matter what, why not get the more comprehensive testing? Why yeah. not get, you know, let's test all the things, not just some of the things if yeah. the price tag is the same, right? Um, so that would kind of be my my step-by-step. Step. And then, you know, I'll, I'll add an additional one because it's like if you don't have a menstrual cycle, well, how are you supposed to know when to be testing your hormones and stuff like that? So typically when we're looking at the menstrual cycle, we're looking at day three, and then we're typically looking at day like 19 to 22 of our menstrual cycle is when you're doing testing for um, sex hormones and stuff like that. So you can't just test, you know, you can't just stroll into, you know, your doctor's office on a Tuesday and be like, hey, I want to get my hormones checked out. It's like it has to be during certain windows of your cycle. So you have to be tracking your cycle. You have to be aware in that way. But reversely, if you're like, hey, well, I don't have a menstrual cycle. So like when, how do I know, right? Um, Dutch test also does a cycle mapping test where mm. for 30 days you, you test every single day. Wow. So same thing. It's like, it's a lot, it's a lot of money. It's, it's a lot, but at some point you just want to feel better. Right. Yeah. Or maybe you're at that point where you're like, Hey, like I want to have children, but something's going on with my cycle. You know, how do we, how do we figure out what's, you know, what's going on in that manner? Because I do, it's like, again, you see so many women that it is not uncommon to be like, oh, hey, I was on 
birth control from the time I was a teenager up until 35. I'm now 35. I've decided, oh, shoot, I'm getting old. I, I need to have kids right this second. So you get off the pill or you get off your Nuva ring or whatever it is, and suddenly you can't get pregnant. And, it, you know, so then we start kind of going down the IVF route and we start going down hormones and stuff like that. And, you know, it's it's just so wild because, again, like it gets back to like it's not normal to shut your hormones down with, you know, with hormonal birth control. Like the the phrase that I've kind of coined over the years is it's hormone like it is doctor prescribed hormone imbalance because it overrides your system. It's suppressing your natural hormones. So like you, you essentially don't have hormones because we don't know, you know, if you were to test on birth control, it's pointless because we don't know, like those aren't true values. It's a reflection of like, oh, well, you're taking synthetic hormones and they're not the same as the things naturally that our body produces, right? And so that's why, you know, it's like, it's not uncommon to come off uh, say the pill or hormonal birth control, it's not uncommon for that to be, you know, six months or 12 months or, you know, even sometimes a year and a half, two years of like women are just struggling to see their cycle return or they're struggling with all these symptoms because again, like our bodies just weren't, <laughs> it would be like walking in, just pressing, you know, the off button and then strolling out. Like it's not normal for that to happen in the body. So it takes a lot of time for all those systems to come back online. And again, you know, it's like if you're not, if you don't have those habits to support your body when you're coming off birth control, like how do you expect it to, you know, bounce back from all that, right? Um, so it's just there's so many things that, you know, there's so many things with women's health. There's so many things that as a society we we think is normal and it's not normal. And mm-hmm. and so it's it's always fun when people start changing their nutrition. They start changing the way that they're working out and just living life. And they go, oh, my gosh, Like I didn't realize how bad I felt until I got here. Right. Um, and so it's it's just such a gift to be able to show up on social media and be able to be a leader for Paragon Training Methods and just helping, you know, helping people that we know don't feel good right now and helping them get to that place of just feeling really, really good in their skin and also just loving their body. Right. Like we live in a society that's also just telling us that we need to look a certain way and we need to show up a certain way. And so giving people that permission to just love their body where they're at, or I follow somebody on social media um, and she like her, her entire kind of tagline and phrase is like normalize normal bodies. But it's like, holy cow, like we, we just live in a society and, and disclaimer, like I love using Instagram filters too, or, you know, yeah. certainly if I'm getting professional pictures done, you know, they're all photoshopped and this and that. But it's like, we need to help people step into the power of loving their body. Cause I'll be honest, I spent all 30, it was probably, I'd say a solid like 30 and a half years hating my body and being at war with my body. And it's not truly until, you know, this past six months or so that's like, Oh, like I can, I can truly say, and it sounds so corny to say, like, oh, I love my body, but it's like true. It, it, it really is where it's like, I feel really, really good in my skin. And I'm just so grateful to my body for all the years of bullshit that I put it through. Right. Um, so it's just helping people do better and helping empower people to really be the CEO of their own health. I love that. That's so beautiful. And that's a powerful line. Like, having a little moment with yourself to think back on all the crap that we've put our bodies through because like i think that a lot of people for so long are able to detach themselves from these behaviors that i do equal the way i feel and that's kind of the societal way we push people to not 
understand and not be intuitive and listen to what we do makes us feel a certain way. We, we tell people early on, no, don't worry about that. Just take this and it'll help that feeling. And, you know, once we start coming, stepping into that, it, it's really empowering, but you almost have to say to yourself, I am sorry for all the things I did in college. Like me, uh, we were talking beforehand, I was 40 pounds heavier. I was the strongest. I was putting up the biggest weights ever in my life in the weight room and stuff. But when I look back at pictures of myself, just I was blown up. I was ballooned. So many things in my body that wasn't feeling great. So many things now that I'm paying for um, because of all those years of treating my body that certain way. And now like I work out the least I ever did you know, in college, I separated from so much of that. What does your nutrition look like now Mm. versus when you were 240 pounds? And and I mean, people have to understand, right, when we're playing a sport and we are training, that's not necessarily healthy. Like, we won't be the most athletic we we are, but it, it does not and very rarely does that equate to health. So like, what did your nutrition habits look like to to maintain and be at 240? Versus like, what What does that look like? You said yeah. you were right around like 200, 205 now. Yeah. And that is, I mean, when you think calorically, just what it takes to put that weight on. And then once you are that weight, how many more calories you're burning? Like it was a game for us. It was a game when you're an athlete like that, that weighed 240. I had 300 pound friends and you'd go out to a restaurant that had all you can eat wing night. And it's like, who eats the most wings? You know, you go to the dining services that we had that had amazing food, but you walk back with a plate full of chicken strips and like two burgers without bun, like whatever it is, just mashed potatoes piled. So it's like, it was a goal to get as many calories as you could in just because I needed, I knew I needed to keep that weight on where now it's, I continue to eat in abundance <laughs> and I continue <laughs> to enjoy everything that I eat now. Um, it was a real transition. And that's where I wrote a cookbook. I just it was one of my own passion projects, but it was born so much out of how I started to eat and feel myself because it was, I would eat as much as I wanted. But when I learned how important the quality was, I could eat as much as I wanted. My body felt amazing. And I started just shredding, shedding pounds off and feeling so much more shredded off. Like it's amazing once you start doing these things. I, I felt the best I ever felt. I looked the best I ever looked in my opinion. And just the exercise I was doing. I was climbing trees. I was outside throwing frisbees. I was not near a weight room because I spent so much time in weight rooms where you found your solace in weight room exercise. Separating from that was so liberating for me to learn so much about how my body actually moved and the things I'd been ignoring. And so, yeah, it was complete flip, but was moving and working out the least I ever have just a lot more intently and, you know, with a lot more intention and eating whole based foods still as much as I wanted, but learning how to put those together, which ones my body liked, which ones they didn't like. Sure. Again, that's a whole nother game. <laughs> so here's a question of curiosity. Like, do you have any regrets now knowing what you know about nutrition and knowing how your body mm-hmm. responds to certain foods? Like, is there any regret for you? Because I would imagine that now if you could go back in time, you could be so much of a better athlete because it, it, again, it's like, There is a game where it's like when we're eating to just put on muscle and put on size, like we have to get in the calories and, you know, it's like broccoli and Brussels sprouts ain't going to get us there. So it's like we we have to eat high caloric foods. But, you know, it's like same thing. I think about this all the time where it's like I know so many people that were division one athletes or I know so many people that, you know, ran marathons and this and that. And it's like if they had only known the nutrition and the lifestyle habits and all the things that they do now, 
how much better could that performance mm-hmm. have been? Or how much yeah. better of a football player could you have been, right? I mean, this is why we have 17, 18, 19-year-old athletes that are like the best athletes now at what they do in the world because we learn we were learning how to groom that from the youngest ages (laughs) and that's probably going to the other end too far but um do i have regrets no (laughs) because i'm here now right that whole cheesy thing like no i don't have regrets would i train differently how i moved from the time i was like seven or eight years old yes because i i see the compensations i have now and I think back on myself and I was doing the same things when I was like 10, 12, 13 years old when I started lifting, um, doing things like that. I would love to go back and change and see if I could get my body to not have some of the prime time compensations that I cemented in throughout high school and college football. Um, would I eat differently? Probably not because it's fun to be young and stupid. I love and that. Have experiences. <laughs> and, I, and my body's still at a place where it is so responsive to what I do and the behaviors that I do, my body listens and our bodies are so amazing and plastic and flexible that we can make that some less than optimal choices in life. I don't want to use bad because again, <laughs> it's what we choose to assign to it, but less than optimal things in life that really bring us some amazing insight to our bodies and what happen, What happens when we do certain things. And I think we learn the most from that and we become the most emotionally attached to things that way. So the I'm healing that comes from those types of actions in our life usually help us get to the place that is a lot better. Yeah, yeah. because it's like the bigger overarching theme, right, is like the way you eat and the way you exercise should provide freedom and peace of mind. And so when it doesn't, like that's when things get really messy, right? So yeah. how do we get people to that land? Or, you know, it's like Jen and I were joking, you know, before this, um, before we were podcasting, but it's like, we're kind of polar opposites because it's like, I, I don't stretch and I don't mobilize. <laughs> and it's what has gotten me injured over the years. It's for sure what led to, you know, shoulder surgery and, and all of that, right? So it's like, oh yeah, okay, um, I'm not going to warm up. Oh, I'm doing kipping pull-ups. Yeah, CrossFit. And then like, oh, shocker, that happened, you know, just needed some, some compounding over time. But it's like now that I'm starting to get older, it's like, oh, I mean, yeah, I should probably get on board with like this mobility thing. And like, I should probably, you know, it's like I, actually the, I would say the past year and a half has been very interesting to me because, you know, with coaching fitness classes and all that stuff, it was like, you're always stretching with classes. You're always mobilizing. And now it's like, for the first time in my life, it's like, oh, cool, I'm editing YouTube videos and I'm, you know, sitting at my computer a lot. So suddenly I'm the person that needs to, you know, I'm the person I used to be like, can you just go like hit a pigeon stretch? Like, can you go like couch stretch? And like, you know, it, it's starting to have to be part of my thing. So, you know, I we're, love that we're, that's coming we're, in. We're coming to the dark side slowly, <laughs> but. Well, you know, it's so funny too. I, we're doing a challenge right now and we have daily goals that are a part of not just like movement stuff. Sure. And I'm because I'm, you know, leading it, I'm doing it. And so I'm actually drinking the amount of water that I'm supposed to drink every day, getting a full bottle before I have coffee, which was unheard of for me. Like first thing in the morning, I would get up. Dom, do you have a coffee? <laughs> He's so amazing and always having coffee. And I would have coffee first thing. And then it would like, you know, time could go by where I wouldn't drink water. And it instantly like literally a couple days of drinking the amount of water i was supposed to and i woke up and i was like i'm not bloated your skin is like glowing yeah, and clearing like, up. What is, what is she was so funny everything she's just like i think it's the water i think it's, just, I think it's the water i'm feeling so good i think it's the water 
I'm like, I'm, I can focus all day. It's the water. <laughs> but isn't that so funny, right? Because again, it's like we think that we need all these sexy gimmicks and all these expensive products on Instagram and all these supplements. And it's like, here it is. Like, like the things we actually need is like, well, sleep and time in bed that's free it's already in your house like you don't even have to go buy it oh drinking water like that's also already in your house right in front of your face and it's like again like we know to do it but like drinking coffee is way more fun like yeah, exactly yeah. you get into these habits of like ooh, the morning smell of coffee and <laughs> so funny but yeah i mean i can attest to like just starting to at least build the basics like if people are continuing to say what do i do what do i do what do i do but they haven't given that a try like at least build the basics so i like that you kind of started there and you laid that foundation for everyone and if they want more where could they go seek more from you? So it's super easy because you just have to remember my name. <laughs> so on Instagram, Lori Christine King. Same thing. My website is lauriechristineking.com. And then our training programs is Paragon Training Methods. But same thing. It's like you can't miss the links for those. They're everywhere. But if you're like, hey, I want to get strong. I want to be badass. Like come hang out with us. Um, it, it's just been like Paragon truly has been something that I'm so proud of because I feel like, again, it's like if there are people that need the narrative to just take up space and really, you know, no longer be at war with their body, right? Like if people ask what I do, like that would be the answer I'd love to give. I'd I'd seem like such a weirdo and it'd be like, so, so whatever, but it's like truly like, what do you do for a living? Like I help women no longer be at war with their body. Like that is what I'm do. That's what I'm put on earth here to do. And you know, it's something that I work really, really hard at every day. So Lori Christine King of Paragon Training Methods. Yay. Thank you so much, Lori. I know that this podcast is going to be so, 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 so beneficial. And I really hope that everyone goes, follows you, checks you out, gets in the program. We'll link it all up, of course, in the show notes so you guys can easily find everything. Appreciate you, Jen. Thank you. And there we have it, yet another amazing guest on the Optimal Body Podcast. So now what we ask of you, if you loved any bit of that or resonated with it, go share it out, share it with a friend, share it on your social media, because you know there are more people out there that would resonate with it just the same. Also, subscribe, rate, review on your favorite podcast app so we know what you want to learn or other guests that you think we should bring on for you in the future. Keep tuning in to find your optimal body.